Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we spoke to Martin Hardy from The Times, who had a very interesting tale of how he got involved in Wolves' European game last night, didn't we? Yeah, well worth hearing. Uh, we spoke to a, a bloke who's done 100 marathons, is that right? Or 800? No, 800. It's great. That's why we do Don't Ask Me. Just the just 700 more. <laughs> and also a man that swum the channel, you'd think, big deal, but backstroke, and he smashed yeah. the record. Interesting yeah. guy. Uh, we had some classic clips from 2006, didn't we? And a bit of Nana Muscuri. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, it wouldn't be a sports radio station otherwise, would it? Uh, <laughs> here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And... Uh, Personally, I feel quite sorry for Celtic's Bolly Bollingolly because yeah. he only went to Spain for an eye test. And the only reason he went there is because all the opticians in Castle Barnard were closed. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate. Is that right? Yeah, oh, yeah. A bit of satire. Marvellous. <laughs> oh, you get it all here. And, um, yes, and Judd Trump uh, mm. lost to Karen Wilson at the Crucible. Let's yeah. hope it's not the uh, last defeat for Trump this season. Oh, that, oh blimey. Oh, what is this? Have I got news on. for you? <laughs> You're looking for the gig, are you? <laughs> All right, I'll get back to my usual puns in a second. Are and we going to do the <laughs> caption competition now to finish, are we? Five to four. Wow. I don't know if they're listening. We know Kevin Day's listening. He might put a word in for I you. I think he will. Yeah. I think we're safe there. Mm. I've shot up the fitness table by 933 places. Yeah, let's just put a bit of context on this. Andy bought himself a smart watch uh, the other day, and um, and he's basically in a competition with all the other owners of this watch. And which there Well, are. It, it's not just the watch. It's, it's actually people who are part of the, the, the fitness app and yeah. are taking part in this. It's 1,100,000 people are taking part in this particular challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, very handily placed at 160,989th. Okay, have you okay. seen who's number one and, and how much yeah. walking they do? I told you, he does 100,000 steps a day. So I think he's a postman Definitely in Alaska. a poster. <laughs> Definitely a poster, yeah. It also breaks down your sleep. So uh, on Tuesday night, I had seven hours... No, last night was Tuesday, Monday night. Seven hours and three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was awake for an hour and 15 minutes. Were you really? I, I don't remember. You don't remember being <laughs> no. awake for an hour and 15 minutes? <laughs> I had sort of REM, REM sleep, you know, REM when you sort of dream. Yeah. That was an hour mm-hmm. and 21. Light, four hours and two two minutes i was only in a deep sleep for 26 minutes <laughs> that's no wonder you're half asleep most of the time <laughs> How does that help anybody or anything yeah uh enjoyed... you're becoming a bit of a slave to that watch aren't you a really? little bit yeah, yeah a little bit i enjoyed the game last night i thought it was an interesting yeah. game it, it was i felt for wolves their whole game plan was predicated on fast start get ahead get a goal and then protect it and it would have worked if 
you know, Jimenez had put the penalty. It wasn't like him, really. No. The terrible but, penalty. But it wasn't a great penalty. But the, but, the decision, but, you know, oh, the thing oh. is, when they're new protocols, when they're saying mm. we're coming, we're cracking down hard, says mm. Kalina. We're cracking down hard on encroachment and goalkeepers moving off the line, and they don't do anything about it. And the guy who encroaches mm. heads the ball out. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It? I mean, uh, Peter Walton couldn't see it, of course. He was no, asked to I, take I, the I, referee's part. Well, you do wonder. You do wonder um, uh, what Peter Wharton brings to the party. And I think I've worked it out. It's three warm dented cans of Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why. That's why. And I did say to you, look, it's a bit of a dark thing, but it's, it's very I, funny, did, I did say, you know, you do get the feeling that if Kalina had walked on the pitch and shot Jimenez in the face, uh, Peter, <laughs> Peter Wharton well, would have said, see. "Well, you know, for, for me, Jake, um, I can see what Pierre Luigi is a fair." Man and he wouldn't have done that. Uh, show him in the face, Peter. I know what you mean, Jake. But from my angle, I must say that uh, I'm not altogether it's sure. Pierre Luigi is a great. I've met him, and uh, I don't think the officials have got that. It's just Glenn, what do you think? Well, for me, it's a straight. Re- I mean, it'd be, it's, I know, it's anyway, wasn't it? Uh, thankfully, it, that didn't happen. Actually, made, oh, yeah. Jimenez was saying afterwards that he had a word with the ref and said what was going on with the encroachment, and apparently they said, "Well, VAR was asleep." <laughs> well, I, I don't think he knew that, but yeah. I think apparently he'd, he'd oh. sort of said that uh, as, as a bit of a throwaway. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it may not have escaped your notice. It's quite hot out. And, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> past the bloke this morning, swear he's wearing a jacket. Mm. I just, I, I used to remind, it reminded me of a woman that used to live in Chiswick. Oh, she probably still does. Oh, yeah. Even on the hottest day in the summer, she'd wear earmuffs and like a heavy cardigan. Well, a puffer oh, jacket or something. something or a heavy like, cardigan. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. I suppose some people just, you know... They feel the cold, Andy. Feel the cold, even, I think, even I think on that's a very, very We're having this chat at a bus stop. <laughs> well, not really. Well, you get your coat that's on for. It's about 95 <laughs> degrees. Um, I'd like, yeah. like to bring a broad brush to this show. Yeah. You know, we do a lot of sport, but, you know... We do. This is it. And, um, for example, glasses... Oh, yeah. I love the way this is, uh, this is written. It says, glasses worn by the Duke of Wellington, the artist J.M.W. Turner and Ronnie Barker in The Two Ronnies could fetch more than 20000 at auction next week. And you think, I don't remember the Duke of Wellington or J.M.W. Turner being in The Two Ronnies. No. <laughs> That's what it says here, though, in The Times. Yeah. So, uh, celebra- <laughs> is there a pair of celebrity glasses you'd like to own? Ooh. I'd like um, Nana Muscuri pair of hers. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> if um, if she's listening this afternoon, I mean, no. she must have plenty of pairs. I would imagine she's a big fan now. She's a f- Olympiakos, I think. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, you could be right. I don't know. Hello, Might Adrian. Be... Nana here. Yeah, hello, Nana here from uh, Athens. Just want to say sorry we've lost to Mikis to Liverpool. Fantastic player, and uh, I hope he does well at Anfield. Um, uh, Elton John. Elton John, yeah, Elton John uh, I imagine, yeah. uh, well, you know. He's got plenty, hasn't he? If you, a, if you did a uh, midnight yeah. raid on uh, the ballroom at Watford, <laughs> yeah. I'm not suggesting you do, but they have... Last time I was in uh, at uh, mm. Vicarage Road, they had a lot of his glasses on display in places really? here, a lot mm, of his outfits nice. from shows and stuff. Well, you know. So pair of, if there is a pair of... <laughs> why am I asking this question? Is there a pair of celebrity <laughs> glasses that you'd like to own? I tell you, I'd like those ones that LeBron wore in that press conference <laughs> no, that time. No, and no. they said, why you started wearing glasses? And he said, well, they've got no real glass in them, it's just a fashion thing. <laughs> yeah. He was very upfront about it. I, I know what glasses I'm getting you. 
Des's glasses, Des Lyman. Oh, Des, they're the extra serious. Iconic, aren't they? <laughs> they're iconic. When you knew when something serious had happened in the world, because Des would reach for his glasses, Des Lyman, on match of the day. And Gary does that now. He's he continued does. that trend, hasn't he? It's great because something is, news has broken. Oh, blimey, Des is going for the glasses. What's happened? Who's been banned? Who's injured? Who's been sacked? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. The Times' Martin Hardy. I thought he was just uh, heading off to Germany to report on uh, Wolves versus Sevilla last night. But he found himself a, a, a kind of part of the uh, supporting cast it's incredible. Uh, around uh, Wolves' game. Uh, he joins us now. Martin, good afternoon. Good afternoon, chaps. How are you, Paul? Good, thank you. Yeah, so uh, you found yourself uh, part of a bit of a mercy dash, uh, getting the, the pennant, the pre-match pennant they wanted to present to Sevilla, uh, to them because they'd left it home in Wolverhampton. So how did that all unfold? Yeah, I think it was about eight o'clock on Monday evening. I live in uh, the northeast. There was a, a rather worried phone call from uh, somebody at Wolverhampton saying, have you flown to England yet? I said, I haven't. They said, you are the last person that's coming over. Um, would you be in a position to bring our pendant, pendant over if you can? I said, yes, of course. How are you going to get it to me? They said, we're going to put it in a taxi from Wolverhampton and send it up to you now. Uh, my Taxi, my, my own taxi to go to the airport was due at quarter past four the next day. And at half past one, um, on the other was a Tuesday morning, I heard a taxi from Wolverhampton chugging outside my front uh, front door. Um, I hadn't really slept properly, so I thought there's a bit of pressure on making sure this thing arrives uh, for what was a, such a huge game for Wolves. Um, I, I then went to my bedroom window as the, the chap, the, the taxi driver with the with the Wolves pennant was going to the wrong house. Oh, it'd be um, good for the neighbours, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so I'm, I'm, I'm frantically banging on the window, tell them don't don't do that. I can't really get that at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and then t- took receipt of it and uh, very very worriedly um, checked my bag for the next uh, four or five hours in the flight, which we went from Newcastle to to Amsterdam and then from Amsterdam um, into Dusseldorf. All the time checking this and getting texts from Wolves saying, "Are you on your way? Is everything okay?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think so. I think so. Yeah, and when I was checking in, would, would you like to put this in the, in the airplane's hold? No, I can't do that. This is quite precious. Uh, and uh, finally arrived in Duisburg, and even outside the ground, there was a slight problem with the, just the, the, the um, paperwork on the COVID test. Um, and we're getting to about an hour, an hour and a half before kickoff now. Um, and the guy on the, do- the door looked very much like um, Alexander Mitrovic. Uh, and he, 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 he checked my phone. He says, no, you're on red. And I said, look, I've got the pennant. I've got to come in. He just says, I do not care. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. so about half past seven, I finally, uh, I finally got inside the stadium with the pennant. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was quite a journey, but it was, it was nice to help. It would have been great if Severe had forgotten theirs. <laughs> <laughs> What's all the fuss? Got a fella from northern Spain. Probably got a fella from the Europa heading, heading your way. It's amazing. Yeah. Though, isn't it? it's in- well, the thing is, when I, when I handed it over, um, they were very grateful. The, the nice Battle Wolves is a very progressive club. Um, and they said, look, there's a way of thanks. Here's he a signed Wolves shirt. And I'm, I'm not joking. My heart did sink because I'm from the northeast. My, my club is Newcastle United. We are not renowned for good fortune. We're doing particularly well in the game at the minute. And as I turned the, the strip round, it was si- signed by Raul Jimenez. And I thought, oh dear, what's about to befall this poor chap? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And obviously. <laughs> yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport.
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Andy mentioned earlier that uh, some uh, famous people's specs, were they coming up for auction, Andy? Yeah. Apparently, who, who, who was on the shortlist? It was uh, Duke of Wellington, oh, yeah. the artist J.M.W. Turner and Ronnie Barker. Uh, it could fetch more than 20000 at auction, alongside magnifying glass that was found in John F. Kennedy's desk. OK, so celebrity specs, you've been telling us some you'd like to own. We've had quite a lot of uh, Edgar Davids. Um, what about James Mitchell, the Preston keeper in the 1922 FA Cup final? <laughs> Brilliant. To date, still the only player to wear glasses, the end-of-season showpiece, says Gab Cancello. That's good knowledge. Yes, well, of course, there was the bloke in the 1954, I think he was the captain of Switzerland, he wore glasses. If Did he really? What about that? FIFA film, you'll see him. Well, cricket, I mean, if we think of the celebrity specs we could claim there. Daniel Vittori. Yeah, boycott. MJK Smith, MJK David Steele, yes. um, Clive Lloyd. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was Pakistani Open used to wear glasses as well. Black glasses. Paul Allen. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I don't know if you saw uh, the picture that Andy of uh, Joss Butler and uh, James Bracey was the what, Gloucestershire wicketkeeper? Is that oh, right? Yeah. Uh, they were using yeah. a special bat for wicketkeeping practice ahead of the second test. The edges are soft and flexible. I think people maybe play for clubs, they would have seen them. Creating nicks for a keeper to take. The trouble is, Bracey was keeping wicket and Butler was batting. <laughs> <laughs> Switch round, boys. Who Pro- needs the problem, practice more? Yeah. Let's be honest. Out of the second test, but yeah, but was batting with that one. But oh, well. uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see it. I yeah, didn't see it. Those little kind of catching practice things always used to be. When my lab was playing mm. sort of junior cricket, where it kind of goes off at all angles. Mm. You know, they're always. What's they're it always called? A lot it's got a name. That thing, isn't it? It's not the boat. And the... I can't, can't remember. I can't remember yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were always good it's fun. Definitely though. not the boat. It's not. It's not the boat. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Anything good. else? Yes. Uh, Arsenal fans are, are taking the fact that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has dyed his hair red and white mm. as a sign that he's going to, you know, stay. But actually, it's a sign he's joining Charlton. Yeah, he could be off to Rotherham. <laughs> He wanted a challenge. Yeah, he I could, think he will he could, stay now. He, he, he could be off to do that. So seems, that's it's a none too subtle really. message. If you're now going to leave and sign for somebody else, <laughs> you're just winding people up, aren't you? So, uh, no, I'm sure he's going to stay. Yeah. And our old friend Alex Gorry, the man in the know, does a tipping service. Uh, he advertises in the Daily Star every mm. day. He, he just will not change his ad. So he's still going from uh, two winning months this year, a fantastic Cheltenham Festival. You think, oh, come on, we've had Ascot. We've had Goodwood. <laughs> what else have we had? Uh, the the Derby. Yeah. Forget Cheltenham. It's over. When oh, you've had uh, when you've had um, a, uh, a a good a, a good sort of betting session, a good run, then you want to keep talking about it. I take it. That's that's well, why he's, he's harking back to Cheltenham. Although not that many people. Let's be honest. Hark back to Cheltenham. <laughs> Aren't we great? Oh, by the way, I, I meant to alert you about this the other day. But uh, yeah. Ian Danter, old mate who brought uh, Striker yeah. alive during lockdown for Steve Bruce's murder mystery, is continuing to do his uh, excellent balmy old podcasts. Um, mm. He's the voice of them all, of course. And Steve Bruce features in this latest one. Yes, I uh, gather, yeah. Uh, Dan's interviews, Steve, about uh, any plans to write another book in line with Stryker. <laughs> so it takes a bit of a dark turn, I think. The I'd quite like to hear that. The, oh, does it? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. the plans that uh, Steve <laughs> Steve has for the new book. So we'll let you go and have a listen to that. Um, so uh, as Ian Dan's Barmy Old Podcast, it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know if you saw this story about the emu that uh, went on the run, went missing. Really? He's what had it now. done? Was it bank robbery or something? No. <laughs> oh, just it escaped. It escaped, oh, yeah. He went on the run. I thought it was a fugitive from justice. 
<laughs> I love the subs on newspapers, and the headline in the star was Road Hell and Emu. <laughs> Come on, that's good. Isn't <laughs> that's good. You've got yeah, to, I'll give you, you that. You've got to give them a hand they for that. They put the work in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Heidi Klum has begged Simon Cowell to come back. Has she? Uh, yeah, she hasn't really. <laughs> she just wants him to come back to do. Not surely to come back, isn't that the headline? Come back, please come back. <laughs> Why not? Exactly. Did you know Mike Tyson's got an amazing collection of football shirts? You know, I didn't. No, that's brilliant. Including Peterborough. Adrian will be delighted to know. Really? Yeah, somebody put a little sort of montage of him wearing all these different shirts. So who'd know? But there you yeah, go. Is he a, is he a football fan then? Uh, I suppose he must be. Why would you like football shirts if you're not a football fan? No, I think, yeah, I'll take your point. It would be a bit, point, it would be a bit <laughs> dark, wouldn't it? I wonder who he supports, Mike. I wonder who his team is. I wonder who he's... Uh... Uh, yeah, no, he didn't say. Oh, OK, fair enough. You can't <laughs> fill in the blanks then. I um, I, I tell you what, when I got in last night, I watched a bit of uh, basketball. and uh, yeah, It's been it good, was, hasn't it? It was. It was an exciting game. And, and I was saying to you that... It's worked quite well because it's such a tight shot when you watch basketball mm. on the court. You don't really notice that there aren't fans there, unlike football stadiums when they're empty. You know, it feels a bit yeah. cavernous. But it is such a... And it was a good game. It was a three-pointer with about four seconds left. cut and, out of Spike Lee behind the benches? <laughs> no, not his team, are they? Of course, there no. might be. They probably... Imagine he watches. They've got these virtual... They they look like they're sitting in their mm. seats. They're punters at home. It's good. Well, one didn't they're Arhus, a bit fizzy. Do that. One good. of the teams in Denmark had a yeah. similar thing, didn't it? It's quite. But good. it's not like the sort of things. It's not a wall of people on a oh. big screen. It's a, it looks like they're sitting in their seats. So they look like sort of slightly fuzzy outlines. Yeah. In the seats in the stadium, yeah. but it works quite well. And I have to say, I mean, obviously you don't necessarily want to follow Russia in terms of where you deal with COVID. But watching the, we're going to talk about that game later on. But when watching that game. They, they, have seemed to have socially distant here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
sports fans in a big stadium. It seemed yeah. to work. I mean, you, no, I don't know. It'd be nice to think that we could get to something like that soon. We were watching some uh, some Aussie rules on in the office, and it was up on the Gold Coast, and there were fans in the stadium there. I mean, again, mm. I don't think there was lots of them, but they were playing. I mean, obviously that's not happening in Victoria at the moment, but in, obviously in some bits of Oz they're getting yeah they're getting crowds in for games as well. So let's hope it's a way off though, isn't yeah. it? It's a way off in football as we discovered. We were talking about this yesterday about Germany and the fact that even in Germany, and we were looking for them to pathfind in this country. And um, they're talking about the end of October at the very soonest after a spike. And we're going to be talking to an author later on, Jim Keon, who has written the book uh, How to Run a Football Club. Mm. And, um, of course, I think the bulk of the book was written pre-virus, but he has kind of written an epilogue that takes it. It's about, really, the, the whole of the game from Sunday mornings, kids' football, right through to the It's very top. comprehensive. Yeah. One thing we haven't said, which I did say to you last night, about Wolves, I mean, that's disappointing. They had 59 games and they only finished only. They finished seventh and they, they didn't get further than they got in, in the Europa League. But it makes them dangerous for next season for other teams. They could be like Leicester last season. I mean, With no imagine, European football. Well, you imagine that team is a pretty fit and sharp team anyway, but if they've got a week to prepare, yeah. as opposed to starting three weeks before everybody else like they did last season... You have to imagine they only just missed out on the top. Yeah, four, with know. a small squad, he's talked about building yeah. a squad again. It's who it? they keep, you know, and obviously if they were to lose Traore or Jimenez, that would make a difference. But yeah, the centre, one of the centre halves. But you know, I don't see why they should, and and their recruitment's great, so they could be one to watch for next season. Mike says slip cradle, that's what it's called, not the boat. Slip cradle, slip cradle. Thank, Thank you, you. I knew it was something. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Let's talk now about uh, a fantastic feat, the first of a couple we're discussing today, sports-wise. Mm. Andy Wilmot has just completed his 800th marathon. That's amazing, unbelievable. Isn't That's it? incredible, yeah. He did, and to cap it all, he did two in two days, so he'd reached the 800, and he's 76 years old. It's amazing. Absolutely incredible. Good afternoon, Andy. Hello, and how are you? All right? Yeah, we're yeah. good. How are you? Probably not, not as fit as you, Andy. <laughs> well, I'm not too bad. I could do with it being a bit cooler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. Have you ever run a marathon in these conditions? That's dangerous, isn't it? Uh, no, I haven't, to tell you the truth. No, I haven't. Oh, I was, when I was saying you'd, you'd done a couple of marathons recently, I mean, because yeah. uh, we've seen the London Marathon sort of cancelled and stuff um, or postponed. So, I mean, how did you manage to socially distance and, and, and do this? Well, London was going to be my 800th this year, you know, before it got postponed. But these two that cropped up, they've just started doing them again. Um, they're starting as, they started us off in groups of five every 20 minutes. Hmm. So, you know, that, they were, we were socially distanced and everybody was different paces to other people. So basically you were running on your own for 26 miles. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Have, have you run London before? Yes, um... 29 times. <laughs> of course you have. So you must have raised a lot of money for charity over the years doing that. Well, I have, but I don't, I don't do it anymore. I don't spot, get sponsored anymore now. Do you? You can't keep going back. Is that what it is? <laughs> oh, Andy, if you're doing one, if you're doing two in two days, it's very hard to turn up with a form once again, isn't it? So, what about recovery? Sorry, but what yeah. about, how do you, I mean, when you do two in two days, I mean, I know blind Dave Healy once did seven in seven days, but he's a superhuman. How, how do you recover? Um... Well, generally by the fr- I have a massage a couple of days after that. Then generally by the Friday, I'm all right. Amazing. 
Is it? I mean, when when was your first one? What got you into it? Did you uh, have you been running them sort of all your life, sort of distance running or or not? No, I joined the running club. Um, I think I was 43, 42. Oh, oh, um, late. Local running club, Halstead Road Runners. Then I just got through, you know, just got into it through that, really. And just, they are addictive if you're that way inclined, marathons. Yeah. Are you getting quicker? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I didn't that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, is it, does it, A, does it take longer to recover uh, these days? And, I mean, so how are the joints, how are the knees uh, holding up? It takes, I don't do as many miles in training now because that takes long to recover, but touch wood, I'm not too bad at fitness-wise. Um, I'm okay, tell you the truth. Um, that is one thing about them. You'd, as long as you're durable mm. and, you know, not too injury-prone, you can get by. Yeah. What about shorter distances, like sprints? Well, I don't do them anymore. <laughs> Sixty meter hurdles, for example. They have a, they have a sort of cool, but I don't do them anymore. Not no. if I can help it. No. You're a bit young I'll for do a it, few but park they... runs. Yeah, yeah. I say you're a bit young for it, but they do have a veteran circuit, don't they? We, we interview a guy who was about ninety six. He won the like old oldest person to win a hundred meters, and yeah, yeah he, he wrote a book, didn't he? He did. He sadly died about two months after he came on this show. <laughs> did he? Oh, blob! <laughs> watch it. Yeah, I just I don't want to bring it. Don't worry, Andy. <laughs> And by the LPs, survive old age. No, he was, but he, no, he was about he was amazing. He was 103, wasn't he? he was, was he? Just running, he was the fastest. Uh, yeah, he was the fastest. He was, he was an incredible guy. Oh no, he was amazing. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Not that you're not Andy. I mean, we are. We are just. Well, this is <laughs> this is some some yeah. feat. So, um, uh, what was I going to say to you? Um, what about exotic marathons? Have you run them around the world? Or have they all been no, in this I country. Haven't. They're all in this country. They're right. all. Have you not been tempted to do Boston or New York or no. Rio or something? Not really now, no. I mean, uh, now if I look at, it's the driving as well sometimes. You know, if it's just an hour and a half's drive, that'll do me really. If You know, we've driven up to Scotland and Wales and stuff. Um, it's all right if you stay overnight, but, you know, the driving is tiring now to me. Yeah, and I understand that. What about lockdown? What did you do to keep fit during lockdown? Did you just run around your garden or so? Well, no, you're allowed, you were allowed to go out for an hour, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, or, or some people have, Went out for longer than that, but we won't go into that. <laughs> no, I ran, ran, um, just ran round my normal routes. Um, yeah, fair enough. There was a lot, quite a few people about dog walkers and whatever that you didn't see before, but um, yeah, that was okay. And so, have you got eight hundred and one planned? Have you have you got another one planned soon? Well, was, where I did that double, just up the road from me, um, they've got another double in September, which I put my name down for. Wow! So no plans to stop then at seventy six. Well, no, I don't know how much longer I've got, do I? So I just... <laughs> none, none of us Well, do, two Andy. months based on last time we spoke to an old runner. No, well, kidding, Andy, you'll be fine. It's fantastic. Will I, will I make it till September? Yeah, yeah you will, yeah. <laughs> Look, well done, Andy. It's a brilliant achievement, and keep it up. It's obviously right, keeping you young. All the best. OK, take care, boy. Take care. Andy Wilmot there. What a man. In uh, Suffolk, uh, 800 marathons. It's incredible, isn't it? It's incredible. Uh, talking of uh, amazing old people, happy birthday to uh, Royal Snapper and West Ham fan yeah. Arthur Edwards. He's 80. I know, it's fantastic. Tremendous, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh. You think Talk Sport will do the same as the Sun did for him when I get to 80? Have a pull out. <laughs>
of all your finest work. <laughs> it won't be, be quite a thin one. It would be, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a four or six pages. I, I like Arthur, but I can't stand the way he's always so critical of the royal family. I mean, honestly, I wish he wasn't. But he gets stuck into him, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Uh, surely a pair of Jack Leach's glasses, says Andy, another Andy. Uh, Charlie the cabbie wants a pair of Ed Moses's specs. Celebrity <laughs> specs, are apparently, good. are going yeah. for a lot of money. Good idea. Uh, and uh, our old mate Jeff Peters has been in touch. He said, of course, he's keeping the satire thing going, Andy, that you kicked it off with. I have a pair of Arsene Wenger's glasses, but surprisingly, I can't see anything out of them. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeff. Um, so if, that was true. If there's a pair of celebrity specs or infamous specs that you cover, uh, because they're going for a lot of cash, apparently. I didn't know that uh, the Duke of Wellington wore glasses. I wonder what sort of glasses he wore. <laughs> That's a very good point. Quite actually. smart. Imagine in those days. I mean, he wouldn't have had a pair of uh, <laughs> pair of Michael Caine's, no, would he? Dame Edna Edge. <laughs> a pair know. of uh, Len Dayton style. Even the artist JMW Turner. I didn't even know short sorted. <laughs> short sighted. Short circuited. <laughs> short circuited. Fetch your clock, Granville. Fantastic. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. During Martin's uh, interview there with the, with Martin, was that well, that wasn't Nana Muscuri, was it? It wasn't Nana Muscuri, Andy. No, it was. Uh, I went to a certain website to look get the latest on Kai Havertz, and uh, it was one of those. You know what it's like there. The, oh, yeah, yeah. You have embedded video, and for some reason, people think it's a great idea that the sound kicks in. So as I went to check that story, that's what happened. It wasn't you, Nana Muscuri because you mentioned her at the start of the show, and then we then uh, we had the we were talking about celebrity glasses. Place. I didn't mention in the for break no we were talking about Eva Benega forever and ever Benega yeah we, but that wasn't by Nana Muscuri that was by Demis Roussos <laughs> why are we going down this particular <laughs> so, rabbit hole and then I discovered a track by Nana Muscuri her version of In the Ghetto by which Elvis may well, may well be the worst song I've ever heard it's terrible it's, I mean I've we I, must bring it to you I look back at Nana with her own rose tinted spectacles <laughs> and I've got to be honest I hadn't realised really it was the sort of performance as we were talking to producer the sort of performance of that Elvis song that would have Simon Cowell putting his hand up in the air saying can I stop you there do you have another song that that doesn't suit you Nana I'd say but uh, right. anyway yeah it's not going to happen is it because if there's one thing that she don't need is another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto let me stop you there Nana do you have another song let's have a listen to her but honestly it's shocking people don't you understand the child in me King spinning in his grave, I would imagine. <laughs> Sorry, Nana, if you're listening. I don't know if she's a big tall I'm not, I'm not, yeah, She is, I told you. I'm not buying her glasses now at all. No, it's after I'm, that. I might, I might uh, I put in a much lower bid <laughs> than I intended to for a pair of Nana's old glasses. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, of a Wednesday, uh, we will play mm. you some old clips found on yes. some dusty mini-discs uh, a short while ago. The Lost Tapes, if Marvelous, you will. Yeah. And um, we've got some more. November 2006. We've not heard these since. The no. producer has written little intros yes. for us, so they're new to us as well as you. Uh, Andy, kick us off, why don't you? We start with our sadly missed former cricket correspondent, Jack Bannister. Alan Graham, Hi. good morning. <laughs> good, good, good morning, and good morning to you. Uh, here's Alvin Martin talking music. I got one here from Mark in London. That says it the worst songs ever. Anything by Dido. 
Or, or, or Dido, Dido, I think she became yeah. known. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Graham Beecroft now, talking about the Spurs manager at the time, Martin Yole. Again, you know, he, he looks as though he spent well, Martin Yole, but, you know, as I say, I saw them up at Bolton recently and they didn't fire. I was expecting more from them, you know. Uh, and if they're going to, you know... Uh, well, I stop saying, you know, if they're going to win the, the Premiership, Al, they've got to improve upon, you know, the performance that they put up up there. <laughs> well, if you're going to stop, you've got to stop, Beaky. <laughs> well Here's done, uh, Kelly Cates and Gab Marcotley here uh, taking a call on kickoff with what we like to call a TED situation. Mm. Are they world class players or were they good players? Well, it depends what you call world class. Were they? I mean, were they, yeah, I mean who, who, David, who, David, are any world class? I mean, you've got your, David, your own father, David. Old Leash. I mean, he was a. I mean, he. he David. He too bad a job. David, he, can yeah, I ask you a question? I mean, you know, I mean, they play okay. for England. I mean, depends what you're all world class. I mean, I, I think they're they're international players who were uh, are all doing David. you know did great jobs. Ryan Clough's uh, career finished early, but David. that's just my opinion. <laughs> four 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 men who uh, played internationals and they became great managers. David, can you hear me? He was world class. I mean, you know, world class Stan Collis. Who was, who was world class in Stan Collis today? <laughs> David. You tell me. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> David, you David. Yeah, that, there we are. Shades of uh, Ian Collins there. Ian's in, so we should play him that clip. Yeah. Uh, this is Mike Perry. Right, well, here we go. Ian in Plymouth <clears> says, what about <throat> Michelle Pfeiffer or Jane Seymour? Both still lovely looking. Well, Jane Seymour probably is just over 50, but Michelle Fifa's not, is she? Fifa? <laughs> He's so football, isn't he? <laughs> Michelle Fifa. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now here's Mr. Perry joined by Alan Brazil. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Is it? Why? Why? Hey, what happens? What, the, the Welsh language? <laughs> It is to- well, just know, a different language. You know, it's it's unbelievable. You know. Yeah, it's Welsh. <laughs> it's uh, it is actually a different language. Yeah, that's why it, it is, is yeah. Welsh. Yeah, yeah. Over to Fisherman's Blues now, and Keith Arthur with a caller. Can you help me out? I'll try. Can you tell me who makes Nash fishing rod? Yeah, a company called Nash. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, caller. <laughs> Fantastic. Who sake. makes bite of footballs? Yeah, well, exactly. I can help you there as well. Uh, back to Big Al and Beaky speaking to racing expert Derek. Tomo Thompson, off the back of a big win. Mm. Tomo, good morning and congratulations. A big double yesterday. It's nice to get it off, isn't it, occasionally. It's yeah. lovely when we do. And, and thanks for all the emails. I mean, we don't get it off every day, but it's, it's rather nice when we do. It certainly is, Tomo. Thank you very much for sharing that. Jim Proudfoot here in a clip we've always enjoyed. In that game in Moscow, I'm delighted to say that joining us now live from the Russian capital is Talk Sports Russian correspondent Igor Molichev. A very good evening, Igor. Good night. <laughs> good night. It's the best. Second language, for goodness sake. Here's John Gaunt and Mike Parry talking about a former England cricket captain. Isn't NASA Hussain's sister a ballet dancer? Uh, seem to recall. I don't know. I mean, does one of his daughters live in multi-million pound uh, opulence in New York? One of Nasser Hussain's daughters? I thought you said Saddam Hussain. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not a mistake that's often made. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, so what's next? <laughs> Easy to confuse the two, isn't it? Really? me. Now, you might remember this bizarre clip of Gab Marcotti introducing the travel from classic clips a few weeks ago. It's quarter past seven, and I'm not a very big fan of, of Sienna Miller, uh, even less so now that um, she's wearing this weird Charlie Chaplin hat. Um, but anyway, she might be out on the road, so um, maybe uh, Kelly Windsor Bergen has spotted her as she gives us her traffic update. 
There we are. Nice, uh, nice thing. Uh, well, it turns out that wasn't a one-off. Uh, here's Gab introducing the travel again. <laughs> it's quarter past six, and uh, in my colourful Sunday tabloid, I read all about how Fifty Cent is uh, apparently on uh, a major, major row with Sean Puffy Combs or P Diddy, as some people call him. Uh, let's just hope nobody gets hurt. Here's Tom with the travel. Thank you very much indeed, Sal. <laughs> Good old puffy combs. <laughs> I wouldn't get, that's, where I, that's where I get all my combs from. So there we are. There's, we'll have a few more. Uh, we'll have a few more clips from that sort of era for you. They are fun, aren't they? Next week. Yeah, it's a few good yeah. Good night. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Yeah. Nana, uh, not quite as good as we remembered. <laughs> Clearly. She's a massive star. Anyway, look her up, kids. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow from uh, one. Uh, we'll be talking about the late, great Bob Willis, amongst other things. Uh, have a fine evening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.